0: good evening everyone. Welcome back to Evening Dhamma. Tonight we are ending the Sabhasava Sutta. And we've recently been over the topic of this section, so I'm not going to go into great detail, but the kind of thing that it's okay to go over Tonight we're looking at the taints or defilements to be abandoned by developing Or cultivating, bhavana Bhavana is a very important word in, in Buddhism Bhava comes from bu. Bu means existence or to be, being it's a simple word If you talk about something existing You say it, it exists Bhavati Bhava Bhava is Something coming into being It's existing Or being But Bhavana Bhavana means uh, Causing something to be to To be it's an important word because it describes Buddhist practice quite well Buddhist practice isn't About Relaxing or Running away Buddhism is very mu- very much about developing and uh, Cultivating So meditation, this is why I, I have to repeatedly You get the door. Why is someone barging into our house? This is new. So the idea is to become something. To, to not become something, sorry To cause things to come into being And specific things When we practice meditation We are not just What's the problem? Um, I think he was trying to figure out What kind of this was Oh hmm. <laughs> I guess now that I've got the speakers on People can hear us outside That's interesting We're trying to cultivate certain qualities So meditation isn't just about closing your eyes and blanking your mind There's quite a bit more to meditation than people think It's not even just a question about it being about relaxing Meditation isn't exactly about one single thing And there are ways of summing it up, but there's quite a bit involved with meditation. Many qualities of mind, many facets to the quality of mind that we're trying to cultivate. Meditation and, and Buddhist practice, in general, involves producing, coming, causing to come into being, into being, many qualities of mind. And we're talking about qualities of mind that uh, were weak or non-existent before. We're not talking about. Uh, It's not physical. I'm not talking about cultivating anything physical. Buddhism isn't about building monasteries or shaving off your head, your hair, uh, putting on special clothes. It's not about getting to the point where you can sit in full lotus posture. (laughs) What we're cultivating here is qualities of mind. And that's something I think uh, takes a little bit of patience but should be a focus when we have the question of uh, what are we getting out of this practice? I mean our focus is too often on how happy is it making me, right? Which is fine and good but it, it smacks of of potential uh, impatience and 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 addiction really to pleasure right if I say to you meditation is supposed to make you happy well we tend to avoid all the work tend to ignore all the work that has to be done and focus very much on that happiness when in fact it's our 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 obsession with happiness that makes us unhappy if you want to talk about success and progress in the practice you have to ask about your state of mind because happiness isn't something that's easy to come by happiness requires a strong and healthy and pure mind a a well-developed mind so Bhavana, the Buddha said Abhavitang jittang rago samati vichati Just like rain penetrates an undeveloped an un a poorly thatched roof, so too the undeveloped mind abhavitang jittang uh, allows the defilements in. But defilements meaning those things that Get us caught up in addiction and aversion and suffering We suffer because our minds are undeveloped Not because we're working too hard But because we're not really working hard enough Or we're not working in the right way If you want to be happy there are many qualities that you have to develop Most importantly mindfulness And this is the first one Mindfulness always is the first It's very important that it be placed at the beginning It's, it's the one the Buddha said is always useful When you refer to the 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 bojanga, what we're supposed to be developing Are the four, the seven factors of enlightenment Bodhanga, bodhianga Anga is just a word that means member uh, Bodhi Bodhi means enlightenment Bodhi is that moment when everything comes together When one is perfect in all the many factors And qualities, faculties and qualities of mind That come together to create enlightenment That's Bodhi so these seven factors are the seven things that we cultivate and having cultivated realize Bodhi, realized enlightenment Sati is the first we talk a lot about Sati and of course this is how we come to see, this is as we talked about last time how we uh, abandon uh, the defilements temporarily and, and with the pure mind to, That comes from being mindful We're able to to abandon and and free ourselves See clearly and, and through seeing clearly Free ourselves So, so once we've developed sati then there comes dhammavichaya which is, means in regards to the dhammas um, the, the understanding that comes about the shedding the light right? Mindfulness is like a very powerful light and dhammavichaya is where you analyze not intellectually but you start to react really or not react but taste taste your reactions Demawiccha is where you start to discriminate where you really start to be able to judge properly right we talk a lot about how judgment is a real problem but it's only wrong judgment that's a problem or ignorant judgment once you start to be able to see once you see things clearly you start to be able to judge things properly and and undeniably discriminate between good and bad This is undeniably bad. Why? Well, I've seen it with perfect clarity. That's what we do in the practice. It's like picking out the bad stuff and throwing it away and sorting everything into good and bad. Not because someone told you so or because you think so or because you feel so. Because you know so and you see. Uh, once you do that, well, and you, uh, to, to develop, uh, you need to develop effort. So you can have mindfulness, and through mindfulness comes this this discrimination. But for it to succeed, you need effort. The third one is effort. This means the first two are really the practice. But for it to be successful, you need to put effort in. You can't just do it once and give up, right? Sit down for ten minutes and That was that, now I've, I've meditated, I'm a meditator Something that you have to do, the Buddha said Sataccha to Get into the habit or the activity of This continuous, sataccha means continuous Mindfulness and investigation means when you're eating, eating should become a meditation when you're walking around, sitting down, lying down to sleep when you're in the shower, when you're on the toilet everything you do, every moment is a moment when you can be cultivating these qualities It takes effort but once you cultivate effort and the effort comes I mean, another thing about it is once you're mindful and you start to see things clearly, you free up a lot of effort. You know, when we talk about being tired, we think of being tired as because you've worked too hard, but it's oftentimes not even a physical tired, it's a mental stiffness. It's like a tension of the mind, really. And once you're mindful, you suddenly feel all this energy come back, or gradually feel all this energy come back. As you start to let go and ease up Your mind becomes more focused and more alert And you gain more energy and then The final of the, of the um, energy side is, is rapture And so once you become energetic then you start to become um, it, it becomes habitual so rapture is this state of uh, gaining momentum really, becoming powerful through putting out effort it becomes stronger and, and more, um, it's like inertia really, when it starts to become, a, you get in the groove it becomes habitual and, and, and easier really, more, more efficient. Rapture re- refers to anything you get caught up in Really, that's what the why we use the word rapture So it's easy to get caught up in many different things um, Here you start to get caught up in mindfulness And that's a really good sign Once it becomes second nature Where you're just mindful constantly throughout the day Or it becomes very much a part of who you are That's rapture You become enraptured by mindfulness So what a great thing So those ones, well mindfulness is in the center But the other three are uh, on the effort side And then we have on the other side of things Your mind becomes calmer So pasadhi, and Trying, your mind becomes more tranquil Samadhi, your mind becomes more focused And upeka, your mind This is the most important one Your mind becomes more equanimous And once you've completely tranquilized the mind and the body uh, to the point where you're able to be uh, still, and you feel very sorted out. Uh, every experience it comes orderly. It's still chaos, but it's uh, manageable chaos, and there's a quietude to it, a stillness. There's no more defilements, really. Samadhi means you're focused. You have this perfect clarity of focus on each object as it arises and dupeka means no judging These are the qualities that we try to develop We put mindfulness in the center, the other ones are on the side of effort and concentration so if you have a lot of effort then you have to be clear that you're, you're a lot of energy, over energy, you're distracted and restless then you have to be clear about that and start to focus on the other three calming your mind down, focusing a bit better uh, trying to be less jumpy and less judgmental or reactionary more equanimous I mean just acknowledging those things helps you focus on focus your mindfulness really mindfulness is the tool you don't have to get too distracted by this idea of balancing things It's more of an intellectual thing for you to step back and say "Uh "Aha! Well that's where I'm obviously not being mindful Or or it's harder for me to be mindful because I'm out of balance And so knowing this helps you to focus your mindfulness And and make you focus your efforts to, to be more mindful of those things that are important So this one This one really pairs with the first one. Remember, we had the first one was seeing in this sutta. So, seeing is our practice. We're trying to see the truth. It's a very lofty sounding goal, but it's quite simple. It is lofty, but it's simple. We're trying to understand what's going on. Why are we suffering? Trying to understand our minds, understand our experience, understand. Reality as a mundane thing, as, as a, a process of experience that causes us so much stress and suffering, and to change that, to fix that really. Uh, fix that through seeing, through, through seeing the problem, understanding the problem, and naturally inclining or changing. Uh, the way we incline our minds um, And so the other five That we've been through up to today Are, are more supportive practices And indeed Each one of those supportive practices uh, Cuts off a part of the problem And these, these asala Which means these sort of threads That are are getting us off balance, that are leading to um, stress and suffering. Really, uh, but the main practice is still seeing, and and bhavana is just come bringing it back home. That as you start to see and start practice seeing, there are qualities that are, you're cultivating. So bhavana is the qualities. It's the same with the Satipatthana Sutta, right? The Buddha goes through the Satipatthana Sutta And then at the very end Well before getting into the truths He talks about the uh, The factors of enlightenment What you're developing through the practice And So this is this section These seven things Mindfulness, investigation Effort Rapture Tranquility, concentration And equanimity These are the seven factors of enlightenment He says something interesting about each of them that I didn't mention. It's uh Viveka Nisitang, Viraga Nisitang, Niroda Nisitang, Naming. Which means each one of these factors is based on based on seclusion, dispassion, cessation, and has uh, giving up or relinquishment as its, as its ending, as its result So the, stre- the, point, the stress here is on the fact that these are the qualities that uh, lead to seclusion and, or are associated with seclusion, dispassion and cessation These are the qualities of mind, these are them These are the the way to true seclusion in the sense of being secluded from the defilements, Where your mind is away from all that heat and and stress and fever of defilement uh, Dispassion and cessation, the cessation of suffering and have letting go as their end. So we talk about letting go a lot in Buddhism. How does one let go? Letting go is the result, parinaming It's the, uh, the the ending, and it comes from all of these. It comes when you're mindful and when you develop all the f- all the qualities um, that lead to enlightenment. And so, in conclusion, the Buddha says, when one has, when one has removed all of these defilements—the ones through seeing that should be abandoned by seeing, the ones through uh, using, through enduring, through avoiding, through removing, and through developing—then one is called a bhikkhu. Who dwells restrained with the restraint of all the taints It's not quite the language I would use I mean it's, it's difficult language Dwells restrained Dwells Restrained yeah. Having restrained all of the Yeah restrained is not the best word Sabhasava sammura sammuto Having, having restrained them, I guess. So this, the asava again, are it's kind of a this metaphor of of streams or this, you know, it's, a, it's an imagery of these things that that get us get us lost. It's like a leak. So it means you've plugged all the leaks Right? Our mind ordinarily is at peace Why can't we just be here and now? Ordinary reality as we describe it And as we think of it Is really pure But it's the asava That get us impure That get us caught up in busyness And stress And friction They're the poison And so once one has done that, done this, one has plugged up all the leaks. Achejitanhang, one has cut off craving. Vivate, vivatee, one has uh, untied. Right? they I don't know. What does Bhikkhu Bodhi say? Flung off the fetters. Sammamana bisamaya antamakasi dukasa. With the complete penetration of conceit, he has made the end of suffering, he made an end of suffering. So, again, what's great about this sutta is it gives a really um, comprehensive look at the practice. I mean there's much more that could be said about each one of these and so many details and many ways of implementing all the aspects of the practice but this gives a good summary of Buddhist practice really and it comes back, starts at seeing and comes back to cultivating and really gives us some good pointers and good reminders On how to keep our practice going and keep it going in the right direction. So that's the Sabhasava Sutta. And that's the Dhamma for tonight. Look and see if there are questions. Is it useful to expose ourselves to situations we are averse to in order to learn about them? For example, I have an aversion to reading, so it would be useful for me to try to read something and study my reactions using the noting technique. I think I just answered this one. Um, I mean, it's not its not really a good idea to intentionally evoke um, defilements because then you're cultivating that triggering activity. I mean, part of what we're trying to learn is um, neutrality or, or objectivity. And if you're triggering it, there's, there's the real danger of getting impatient or ambitious about the practice. Hey, if I do this, um, is it useful? Like, this question of is it useful? It's potentially ambitious, where instead you should just uh, live your life. And then add mindfulness, right? Let the changes come naturally I mean, instead of going out of your way to read a book When you actually naturally are in a position where reading is the appropriate thing to do Then study it It's more natural that way There's a problem with uh, sort of artificially evoking defilements Except in the most innocuous sorts of ways like doing sitting meditation, walking meditation potentially evokes quite a few problematic mind states but it's 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 quite benign I think in, that's in the sense of uh, it's just walking and it's just sitting right but going out of your way I think is problematic who is Sona Mahatera that Sayadaw mentions on page 87, the manual to insight. And there are two sonas, but the main one is is about energi- uh, effort. He was a person who had uh, too much, pushed too hard. So uh, I think this is where the simile of the three strings comes in, right? You have overzealousness, is this? eighty seven. Right. The heroic efforts made by Sona Mahatira. Oh this is different, right? Thinking about teacher reflecting on the attributes. Considering the heroic efforts made by Sona. So Sona Sona was so if you want to know about any of these sorts of people Um, the Dictionary of Pali Proper Names is a really good resource you can look up Sona there it'll give you all the information but he was so um, so delicate that there were hairs apparently growing on the bottoms of his feet and the king I think even asked to look at his feet because he was astonished that someone could possibly have hair there but he had these fine hairs on the bottom of his feet he was so delicate apparently uh, and so when he became a monk he did walking meditation and his feet started bleeding I'm I'm hoping getting this story right but his feet started bleeding uh, but he, he persisted and it was because of him I think the Buddha eventually allowed the monks to wear sandals monks would go barefoot before that um, but at one point it was I think it was an a Brahma I don't think it was the Buddha. The simile of these three strings. If one is too if a string is too tight, no it may have been the Buddha. If a string is too tight, it snaps. If a string is too loose it doesn't play. The string has to be perfectly tuned. And that's how your effort should be. It shouldn't you shouldn't just push too hard. So he worked really hard and that's a good thing, but uh, in the end, he, he he worked too hard. But I recommend looking up uh, the dictionary of Pali proper names because I may have butchered some of that. Could you go over the Anatta Lakana Sutta next? Sure. I'll do that uh, maybe Saturday. I want to become a monk. How can I go ahead? I'm not going to answer questions about how to become a monk because I think it's misguided, no, misleading. It's problematic because people ordain, people put. There's too much. It's it's often the case that people put too much attention and and um, you know, attention to ordination and that actually takes away from people's attention to meditation it's seen as sort of a quick fix and that causes problems for monasteries so I shy away from focusing on that aspect of Buddhism ordination it's certainly possible but um, it should be related to your meditation practice And in that case it'll come naturally I mean you'll be at a center And the opportunity will arise And you'll just take it Uh, I mean part of the problem is that It's hard to find a center Where it's a good place to ordain And it's hard for me to give a recommendation Because There are many different Well there are lots of obstacles To becoming a monk and, And for those who have become a monk In modern times I come from a Jewish family, my family is worried that one day I might get the idea of becoming a monk They say, for years I slowly transformed to a fundamentalist in my views through Buddhism How could I deal with it, with with its ignorance? It is very difficult to talk to people who have no idea of Dhamma Well, patience and practice on your own and once you become very comfortable in the practice, people can't help but over time see that it's benefiting you. I mean, well, they can, but <laughs> it, um, it becomes a matter of disassociating yourself with such people or, or bringing them over to, the, to your side where they uh, accept the fact that it's a good thing. I think I'm sorry if that doesn't really answer your question, but it's not really an easily answered question. You can't just fix people's ignorance, and you can't just solve their concerns. It could very well be Sariputta's mother was scolding him till the very end. Right, Sariputta, who was of great and great wisdom, and it took until he was dying for his mother to see the, the goodness of what he was doing. There was another question about being a monk And I just deleted it um, Yeah, I'm not really going to answer that I mean, I, I, Again, I don't want people to fixate on this idea of being a monk I know it's very romantic And everyone wants There's many questions about it There's quite an interest And that's a good thing But um, Well, maybe it's not such a good thing I mean, I think I would discourage that. And I would encourage people to focus more on meditation. And because becoming a monk, if you have to ask me, um, you're probably not there yet. Right? The only time it should be asked is when you're in a meditation, in a monastery, and you're talking to your monastic teacher, and you're. Just looking to further your meditation practice that you're already undertaking. If you're asking me on the internet, I would say stick to your meditation for now. Or find a place to go and do a meditation course. It's just in, in it's much more practical, especially in modern times, to focus in that way. So That's all for tonight. Thank you all for tuning in. Have a good night.